grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. Welcome in. It is episode number 129 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. 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 A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, who is live from the strip club capital of the world, where you are never more than... I want to say, Aaron, about 20 feet away from your closest gentleman's club. That, that might be generous. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Tampa getting ready for the Redskins preseason hey, finale. Hey, hey, getting ready for the jobbing out bowl, A.J. Francis versus that one oh, guy. Right, who right, you right that's remember. right. I don't, now, what is his name? Uh, gosh, what is it? I, I know he plays cornerback. Now, what, now, now which, one, which one is that? That one's the one. What do you, is that the one where you they try run to. run backwards. Oh, and that's, hang on. That's the one where you try to keep the ball from going in the goal, right? Like, yeah, exactly, you, okay. exactly. Right, yeah, I look forward to that. I look forward to that a great deal. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it doesn't. I it, just saw him. It does not ring a bell. I gotta be honest with you. It just does not ring a bell. But hey, I'm sure he seems like a decent fella. Uh, good luck to him. Uh, maybe one day he'll make something of his Popped life. Popped up on hard knocks a few times uh, this season. I don't. I, none of this. None of this means a thing to me. No. Really weird. None no. of this means a thing. Hey, uh, AJ's only going to be able to do a little bit with us because he's got a, a <clears throat> this minor deal of a football game to play. So uh, a little bit later on in the show, uh, our buddy Kevin Eck, uh, former WWE writer, will be joining us uh, in studio to chat with us about, well, I mean, the same thing we're going to chat about for the majority of this show because, Jesus fucking Christ, something really massive happened this week in professional wrestling. And so we're just going to keep talking about it. Um, also, I intend to pay my botch bet. And I will explain it later on uh, before we let AJ depart from the program. I will explain how I'm going to pay my botch bet. All right? Just, just, you'll like it. I think you guys will be satisfied with how I go about we, doing it. We had that. come up with an idea that I don't, I don't do. I think mine's better. I gotta be right, honest well, with well, you. I think will, mine's we, better. We will hear your idea and we will see if it's better. Okay. I kind of don't want to give it away, though, because I kind of just wanted the theatrics of it. I kind of just want to go right into it. You know, like, I, awkward, awkward. We'll see how it goes. I think I have enough confidence that I think we're going to be okay here. All right. Now, um, big thing happened this week. Yes. The Fashion Files were back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yay! Season two. It was the season premiere, which, like most season premieres, a little bit down. Had to reset. Get, right. Get every, all the get new every, char- your characters get, reintroduced. Exactly. Right, so, thing. you know what? It was a little bit down, but that's expected from a season <laughs> premiere. I expect next week is going to just, you know, ramp it up. So, um, for, remember last week when John Cena was going to face Samoa Joe and we were going to get John Cena and, and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Remember that, guys? 
that was a funny thing. I don't know what that was all about because that sure as shit ain't happening. And the thing that we definitely didn't think there was any way they could do before WrestleMania, they're not going to do just before WrestleMania. They're going to do significantly before WrestleMania. They're going to do it significantly before Survivor. Correct. Yes. They're going to do it the next chance they get. Remember how I said it was kind of awkward that they were doing Braun Brock at No Mercy because that didn't seem big enough? Uh, yeah. This is one of those things. WWE does this every now and then, where one show, for seemingly no reason, becomes this just outrageously good show. Like Battleground, mm-hmm. you know, was last yeah. year. Well, I, I believe that Jobbing Out named it the show of the year for 2016. Fact, absolutely. Yeah, I believe that's the case. Uh, yeah, that's clearly the case for No Mercy this year. That They decided maybe because it's in L.A., maybe for God knows who, what reason. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a show of the year contender. Aaron, before we continue, I need you to hand me that little remote that's sitting in front of the uh, – because we now have to turn our on-air light on when we're in here so that people know that we're doing a show and don't barge in. Um, so, yeah, correct. I mean, correct. I'm not angry about it because I, I would like to think this means they've got even bigger plans. Now, I know that sounds impossible, but I'd like to think that means they've got even bigger plans for WrestleMania. And – I think there are enough things that kind of are out there that would be, like, could they have a plan for the Shield at WrestleMania? And so they can't wait until then in order to pull off John Cena, Roman Reigns. And do they want to keep Cena Reigns going through the fall and then blow it off to create the, the situation with the Shield? There's a million possibilities of why it is they're doing this. Or it might be nothing other than we, we, want- we had people sign up. We, we saw how many people signed up for free for the network in order to get SummerSlam. And we want to make sure we keep those people around. We want to get them to buy in. And so we get a huge number. It might be what they saw. That they or had could, a huge... it could be seen as going away for longer than we think due to Transformers again. So they want to get what they can out of them. Possible as well. Whatever it is, we're getting it. Yep. And we got quite the moment on Monday night. We got quite the moment. Um, AJ, I will allow you to tell me why this was the greatest promo you had ever heard in your life. And then I'll, uh, I'll respond and, uh, you know, in whatever way I choose to respond. Uh, I mean, it was just. Giants. What was crazy to me about the whole thing is that I couldn't tell whether these guys genuinely don't like each other or if it was, hey, let's go out there and just say some shit that we both know is kind of true, but everybody else is going to run with it. So it's like, I, I, I couldn't tell honestly. Like, I, I, I really feel as if they don't hate each other, but I felt like they hated each other during the promo. My my guess is it w- it's more of they their act you know they wanted to do something that would pop the crowd they knew that would it they ran through what it. What do you make of the moment when it appeared as though Roman Reigns forgot his line? However, because it really did feel like whatever they were go- doing, yeah, he legitimately suddenly things seemed. I, kinda... I, I do I do think that was real. I, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if he. I, I didn't think he forgot his line. I I thought it was uh, like. What he was going to say, he knew he shouldn't say, so he didn't say it. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Well, he, what, whatever the re- he stumbled over the line, Cena took the shot about, you know, what what did he say? I can't remember I, the I don't exact remember the words line. Were, but yes. yeah, I mean, yes, that whole thing. Look, I don't know. I have no idea. But there is this common thought prevailing this week that whatever it was going to be accelerated after that moment. That in that moment, Roman Reigns forgets his line, John Cena calls him out for forgetting the line, and then Reigns decides, oh, F it, I'll just double down and sort of go all in. I, I don't really care if that's – I don't. It doesn't it really doesn't matter. really matter if there's any amount yeah. of truth to that or not um, because obviously it worked. Like let's not lie about this. It worked. 
I'll get to the thing that obviously everybody's going to want me to address, which is, aren't you just going to say it sounds like every other John Cena promo you've ever heard before? I'm going to say something. I'm going to say two things here. One, I think one thing that people are hearing when I say that is the thought that that means that I don't think that they're good. And that's incorrect. John Cena can Um, It's not correct. I've never said that. that They're not good. No, I've said... Well, you've said it hasn't been beneficial. I think there have been times where it hasn't been. I do agree with that. I do think there have been times where it hasn't been. But I have said steadfastly that none of this has anything to do with John Cena, the performer, whatsoever. If, if any human being on the planet doesn't respect John Cena, the performer, they're a fucking idiot. They're, they're insane. They don't know anything about what they're talking about. John Cena is an unbelievable performer, period. I do think that overwhelmingly his promos have kind of gone down the same road, and that's fine. A lot of characters in the history of professional wrestling have delivered some promos that were pretty similar to another one that you had heard them deliver before. So when everyone freaks out about John Cena speaking in kayfabe terms, he's done that before. A lot. A lot. He's talked about turning heel before. That wasn't new. That wasn't the first time John Cena in a promo referenced that people want him to turn heel. It's happened on multiple occasions in the past. I think it's the first time he ever actually said turn heel. No, 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 no. not not remotely. He did in Baltimore. He said heel turn. Remember the one time he did the stupid thing with his foot where he turned his heel? Right. Maybe I could do a heel Heel turn. turn? Like he was... There, there's one time he did different dances. Maybe you want me to do the twist. Maybe you want me to do a heel turn. Yes, correct. Yeah. I mean, like, he's done this on multiple occasions over the course of his career. So there was nothing new about him doing it. Did he go a little bit further? Did he go a little bit more down the CM Punk road than perhaps he's gone in the past? Maybe. That might be true. And no matter whether I've heard it from him or not, it didn't change the electricity in the building. It didn't change the drama of the moment. The moment was massive. So even if I've heard John Cena do it before, even if it's what John Cena does, that doesn't mean it's not good. So it can be both ways. Yes, it was strikingly similar, although, again, far further. He pushed the envelope further than he might typically. Instead of slightly breaking the fourth wall, he took a sledgehammer to the fourth wall. Correct. But he's... Again, it's not. This isn't world changing for John Cena. He's gone down this road a number of times in the past, but it was the first time he did it to Roman Reigns, and it was the first time he did it to what we have perceived to be Vince McMahon's new golden child. And that's a different world. That is. That's my favorite thing. My favorite thing is that Roman is when Roman talks about how he buries young talent, and he says, "Yeah, John, this is mad because you can't bury me," and that's actually like. I don't know if John Cena is mad about that, but it's actually true. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, of if there's anybody on the roster that no one's allowed to bury, it's it's Roman, correct? And for for good reasons, because he's one of the best performers in the world and has been for a very long time. Where's the ding? Um, thank you. <laughs> but at the same exact time, uh, it was just it was just funny to hear him say that because we all know that. But like to hear him say that to John Cena is like wow. I mean, correct. I, there, look, I do think there are elements of, and again, how much of it's scripted, how much of it came out in the moment, I don't know. I'm going to guess the majority of it was scripted, but that's fine. It, it doesn't matter wh- right. what was scripted and what wasn't. The point was, it felt like a non-John Cena Roman Reigns, you know, like it felt different because it's these two dudes working against each other and working off of each other. The awkward part is, I can't figure out what they want fans to do here. That's what I was going to bring up, and, and I tweeted this after, is the one thing coming out of that was I can't quite figure out what the purpose was and who that helped. Now, it was, it was a great promo. I, I, you know, 
I can criticize that I, I think it went a little bit too much in the fourth wall breaking. I've said that in the past that I think that that's I, I don't like it when you go too far. But that's just a personal thing, you know. There's not a right or wrong. It was a great promo for what it was. You're a nerd. No, I I, I, <laughs> I don't really care. Um, but like I don't know exactly who that helped, and I don't know what the purpose of it was other than just get people talking. Did it help? I, I think that though? I think both. that AJ might be right. Do do you really? I mean, did Rome? Do you think Roman Reigns came off better because of that promo than before? Yes, because he stood up to Cena and he said things, truthful things about Cena and to Cena that no one else, has, other than The Rock, has ever had the balls to say. Okay, but at the same time, you had Cena really running him down. You, you he had him bring up the U.S. title thing. You had like some really big blows but to I Roman Reigns. I, look, I, you can make the argument that if one of them looked better, it was John Cena. Like you can make that argument. But I think AJ's right. The fact that Roman was willing to say some things about John Cena and all that, I don't think he came out of it being eviscerated. Well, now, no, I, I don't think he was eviscerated, but I don't know if I... I don't know if Roman looks better. better. I, I hear you. I don't think it... it I, but I also don't know that it matters that he didn't look better. What I, when I say I can't figure it out, it might very well be that they've sort of said, hey, we're going to do this, and we don't give a shit if anybody cheers anybody, anybody boos anybody. We don't care, because both these guys sell a boatload of t-shirts at the end of the day, and that's all we really give a fuck about. So we're going to do this. We're going to pull the trigger on this thing, let them sell a boatload of t-shirts, let them have a major moment in Los Angeles on this pay-per-view, try to carry over some uh, network subscribers, and anybody cheers for anybody, anybody boos anybody, I'm good with all of it. Who gives a fuck? That might literally be the thought process. The, the only thing that I could think of coming out of that was it did feel as though... If it was all scripted, it positioned Reigns more as the heel than Cena. And that would go against the thing that we've talked about for the last couple of months, which is that I have been told directly that they are not to have, that there is no world in which Roman Reigns is turning heel. Now, that wasn't a heel turn on, on Monday night, but it positioned him closer as the heel than Cena. It could very well be that that's as far as they're going to go. Like, that's it. The rest of the week, the work is just going to be 50-50 the entire way. They're both going to be tweeners. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. We don't care. But it was interesting that of the two of them, he seemed to be closer to heel-ish than John Cena did during the course of the, the, the promo. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seemed to be the case. And, and it seemed to be intentionally positioning both. You know, you had... You know, you you literally had Angle in Cena's corner. He was standing behind Cena the whole time and, uh, you know, kind of looking at that. So just from that there, that positions him as, you know, kind of more of the face, quote-unquote, if you want. I'm uh, – the, the one thing that I'm interested in is, you know, this was a big moment, obviously. We're talking about – we're going to be talking about this for a while now. There's still three Raws before the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from here? It's a fair question. I, I don't know. I don't the, know. Yeah, yeah I don't like, know. like that's you know that's a big bombshell that you do at most with one show to do, so you can you know hype it up for three. Like this, this was your big moment. You can't top it, or I mean, maybe you can top it. But I mean, can you do total Bella's episodes? Can you do? I mean, I, like that. That's the, I don't know where you can go from here. Like it seems like you almost blew your load too early. So I just. Granted, that's part of the fact that, you know, there's five weeks in between papers. Well, and they're also not – they're coming off only – they're only two weeks away. They might have assumed this is the largest audience. We don't want to wait three weeks to do this because we still have somewhat of a SummerSlam carryover effect here. We still have some people that are tuning in in the aftermath of SummerSlam. And we want to start building – Correct. Rain, Cena right now. We want to get that – you know, I'm sure – 
And uh, by the way, football season. football season. Yeah. Correct. And, and, and I, Triple H was doing the ESPN car wash day. I'm sure he um, at least mentioned it on ESPN at some point. And they, it really is important since they're doing it on Raw. We're two weeks away from Monday Night Football. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had one more week before Monday Night Football came back. And this – what's interesting to me, and I, I don't know this, is if this is their way of trying to make a preeminent strike to get people to watch after – Monday night football begins to say we're, we want to compete. We're not just going to punt on Monday nights now that football started. We are going to try to give a product that is worthy of getting eyeballs back despite the fact that we're on against a football game. Or if it's just let's come hot and heavy for two weeks while we're not up against football and then realize that once football starts – we're going to be in trouble, and so I don't know which one it is. And it could be either one, honestly. I don't know which one it is. It's never a good idea to try to go up against football. I mean, that's a lot of people have attempted that over the years and have failed. But now that you're in this brand split, you can't just say that one of our shows isn't going to matter for the next four months. Like, you, you can't just give up and say, well, you're probably not going to watch anyway. It's our marquee show, but eh, we're just not going to try. Like, that won't work. Dynamite observations. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, AJ, give me a couple other things that you want to point out before, because I know you're the one that has to play a football game. We just have to sit around and eat food. Um, I would like to point out that I am, I am really hoping that on – does it be from Raw? No, whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 because we're not going to be here. Go ahead. Whatever. You can knock out whatever you want to knock out. that the stipulation, the stipulation that is a hell in a cell match. I mean, that would make sense. I, but Why wouldn't it be? I mean, you're, it's the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. What are you Right. Like, but, I mean, but, but there's going to be, I'm thinking Hell in a Cell match. I'm thinking you're going to get Shane versus Kevin. You're yep. going to get Shinsuke versus... Jinder. Uh, are we certain they're not going to try to... Are they, are, by the way, are we... Real quick, are we certain they're not going to try to make that a triple threat? They better not. I mean, it could not. be a triple threat. They better not. It could be a triple... It could be a triple threat, hell in a cell. It's interesting to me that they, they reintroduced Orton into the like the situation when, when there was no need to. There was nothing. There was nothing about the storyline that said we needed Randy Orton back in order to help. Like, Nakamura had every right to try to get another championship match because he got effed over by the Singh brothers. Right. And hell, if Orton gets three Orton, of them, exactly. That's the thing, Orton. You just you just established that if the Singh brothers interfere, right, we'll you give get you another rematch. one. So they didn't need to do that. There's nothing storyline wise that said that he needed to win another match in order to make himself the number one contender. Which makes me wonder if they don't think that this should be a triple threat. Which, by the way. I don't think it's the end of the world. I really don't, although I hate the idea of them having Randy Orton win it. That would be, that would be really difficult. A triple, threat, a triple threat, Hell in a Cell match, Randy Orton, Shinsuke, and Jinder would be incredible. Yeah, it'd be dope. It would be dope as a match. I agree with that. It'd be a dope match. I just I hate the thought that it would mean that they're thinking about giving the belt back to Randy Orton instead of going the Nakamura route. But as far as the match is concerned itself, I've had no problem. My, my it, guess is I would more guess that maybe, you know, if they're doing Rusev Orton again. Pin Orton. Yeah, I was going to say, you, or, or you use it to have Rusev make that feud a little more personal if they're going to con- extend that a little bit farther. Perhaps. Because, so, you know, they, they didn't really de- delve much into the Rusev-Orton feud. Well, they had a match, match that lasted six seconds Well, I mean, even, I'm saying even before the match, it was just came out, Orton, Ar- you know. Oh, Ar- by the way, and I have, a room full of, uh, I have a room full of witnesses. I called that right when it happened. Oh, yeah. Did you, you, you said that? All right, I'll get I, it. I literally saw them walking around and saw everything setting up, and I was like, Randy Orton's going to come out of the corner and hit RKO, and the match is going to be over. Well, yep. good, congratulations, sir. Congratulations. You nailed it. You can it. ask everybody that was there. And it happened. Everybody was like, 
holy shit, who told you? I was just like, I swear to God, nobody told me. I just, I just felt that coming. Um, AJ, what do, what do you think? What, what's going on with your girl Sasha? What, what the hell? I think they're just going to redo the Sasha Charlotte storyline from last year around this time. I mean, they, she literally has never successfully retained the title. That that's weird, and it's intentional. Like they're bringing it up at this point, so it's an intentional thing. Again, I can't quite figure out why they're intentionally bringing it up, but it's odd. It's 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 a thing now. Uh, probably strictly off the strength of that, she's probably going to end up winning the feud at the end of the day with um, whoever. She'll probably end up retaining. Well, you know what it is. She'll probably drop it to Nia Jax. Or I don't know how they're going to do it, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. She's still a four-time women's champ. Or is it three or four? It's four now. Four now, yeah. Four-time women's champ. She's, I mean, she's already has a Hall of Fame career. And, like, at the end of the day, I really think they're just going to do the same exact thing that they did with her and Charlotte last year, but with her and Alexa Bliss. And does anybody have a problem with that, realistically? No, I don't. I, I will say two things it is weird aaron's not wrong that, it, that it's weird but it almost feels more like it's a thing now right let's mm-hmm. make it a thing and let's see if we can't get something and, out and, of it and, and i don't try what does that right, thing mean? i don't really have a problem with that either by the way oh like, no if they have a plan i'm saying, right but but that's what i see it seems like there is some sort of okay, well, idea thing, that we need to make this thing, thing why do we need to, to make to this really, a thing to really piss glenn off she's gonna retain it against swear to fucking god well, actually, as long as Nia Jax wins it in the process, I'll probably live with it. Because for fuck's sake, you just have to have a winner at some point. Um, but it, I, I would actually argue that that could be the moment. That you have her win it in some sort of weird way. Like on a Raw, in a gauntlet match, or some sort of strange way that she wins it. And then the big moment is her defending it against, say, Nia Jax at a major pay-per-view. And now you've created a more significant mm-hmm. moment out of that because she's never defended it before and it creates another extra level of of drama which look is it weird yeah it's weird but i think once it becomes a thing operating with it being a thing is not a big deal to me i'm good with operating the stranger part to me is like okay so naya and alexa bliss who's the face there exactly i guess naya maybe yeah i guess like she did just wreck sasha banks however she did wreck Sasha Vance. I mean, yeah, like, like it, it, it definitely wasn't a clear face turn. That's for the, sure. Like this, this wasn't this wasn't Batista turning on. No, Triple H. no, <laughs> that, I, I don't, I don't know what you're getting out of that. I have no idea. So it's, it's, I, you know, I'm for it. Like I'm, I'm in favor because it's Nia Jax, and she should be the fucking head of the women's division. Because do, have you seen her? Yeah, she should be in well, charge. Well, should she be the head of the, with what we know now well, about? Well, what's, about, we don't know yet. Well, we know she's coming up. Well, again, we don't know that because that doesn't air until next week, Aaron. It's all over. If, it, if it's on WWE. If it's on WWE. Yeah, don't do this. Oh, this no, is no, ridiculous. We won't let him give us spoilers from the May Young Classic, so you're not allowed to do any of this either. Those aren't those aren't front page don't, stories don't be on WWE.com. Don't be a jerk. And I don't read WWE.com. Uh, you don't follow WWE on Twitter. You don't. Like, <laughs> I do, but I also don't live my life vicariously on there. All right, let's do this. Um, before we allow AJ to. Um, Move on. If I do this, do I? We never agreed. I don't have to do this like on uh, Facebook Live. That was not part of the deal. That's for bets. This was just I have to sing, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've got something that's a gift for my friend. I want to send this out to my friend AJ. All right. Okay. This is something that I'm doing for him because oh my God. Aaron Oster, you might not know this, 
But AJ hadn't seen his wife in a little while before today. <laughs> All right? Okay. And while... Oh, okay. And you know while... What? You know what? All and right. while I think there's a lot wrong with the man who delivered this to us, I don't think there's nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Oh, I need channel four. Aaron, if you don't mind, do am I good? Here we go. My mind's telling me no. Oh, my God. But my body, my body's telling me yeah. Baby, I don't want to hurt nobody. Something I must confess. See nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I see nothing wrong. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I don't see nothing wrong. Yeah, know just what you want, and I know just what you need, girl. Oh, so baby, bring your body to me. Bring your body. Not fooling around with you. Being my love is true. You is where I want to be. Need someone. Some like me. He doesn't sing in rhythm. It really drives me crazy. <laughs> to satisfy you. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I don't see nothing wrong. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I don't see nothing wrong. Can that satisfy my botch? Is that is all right. that all right? Well, we will hold on to all our right. ideas for right. the uh, next go around. Shoo, Whew. That that was terrible. But uh, you know, it was probably I just, to get off of him, uh, Glenn's horrible singing. Oh, stop! Do you it. actually hear a song in which I sing called "Right Thing" that's on my album that comes up? I am right. a big fan of that one too. <laughs> I am a big uh, fan of that one. OTA is on the way. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram now at AJ Francis four one zero. So uh, it's uh, easy to find me. You can uh, uh, find it on YouTube, youtube.com slash AJFrancis410. You know, I had to consolidate the brand. You know, that's what they say you got to do. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um, I'm easy to find. You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. It's all on there. So album comes out in nine days now. So that's it's awesome. a big time for sure. Awesome, man. Uh, of course, uh, Francis Sports Academy continues to roll along as well. For sure. Show him some love. Hey, bro, appreciate it. Uh, enjoy. Don't hurt any Bucks players tonight. <laughs> I'm going to hurt everyone that I can get my hands on. Granted, they're all going to be on the, you know, none of them are starting anyway, so I'm okay with that. Tra- hey, safe travels. We'll talk to you next week. All right, bud? All 
All right, brother. Appreciate you. AJ Francis uh, checking in. When we come back in, our buddy Kevin Eck is going to join us in studio. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's gone. Whatever. Jobbing out. Bye. Looking for a challenge? Push yourself further. It begins when you enlist as a soldier in the U.S. Army. You'll be trained in one of more than 150 career fields and could even earn money for college if you qualify. To find out more, visit your local Army recruiter or log on to GoArmy.com. There's Strong, and then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. Money for college. More than 150 career paths. Up to $40,000 signing bonus. Visit GoArmy.com slash 40K bonus. I'm Rob Van Dam. No change. Back in here for segment number two. It is jobbing out, and uh, we've upgraded. That's the way that it works around here. AJ's got to go on and play some football. So Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and the man who frankly made Aaron Oster, let's just call it the way that it is, uh, former WWE writer and former Baltimore Sun ring post author. Now he's, uh, he's in far greener pastures. <laughs> now he is uh, with us here at uh, Press Box. He is our friend, Mr. Kevin Eck. And he has wandered into the studio to hang out with us. It's good to see you, buddy. Always a pleasure. It's been too long. It, it, it's been it too has. long. It's been a, so this it's is Aaron's a long time. fault. So this is called jobbing out. Does that mean I have to do a job? Oh, you're, def- you're, yeah, doing, you're the doing the job just by showing up in this room. Are ah, you kidding me? Yeah. Because Kevin Eck lays down for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you also, of course, know Kevin uh, from his work with MCW. We've had a, quite the MCW theme recently. We had uh, Sean in here last week. Got Kevin in here this week, perhaps. Uh, maybe we go Dan next week, something like that. We'll figure something. I'll right. be much better than Sean. I, I agree. Too. Well, I, that that's that's a, a, that's a very. I know low, that's not. That's a the low bar. bar right there. Yeah, you should you should aim higher. You should aim higher. Also, he still hasn't gotten a Scott Steiner. I just want uh, that. That's what I was going to say. Dan would be great. I'd love to have Dan on. I, I'm just if yeah, we, we don't got, get we Steiner get in Steiner. September, we really I'm going to be Steiner. real bitter. Scott be. Steiner got me more traffic. The interviews I did with him for Ring Post, really. Which were he just went on. I mean, well, that's because he's Scott Steiner. That's because he's Scott Steiner, and the greatest mic worker in the history of wrestling. He has no filter, and it, it went so well that uh, he actually called me. It was getting so much uh, response all over all the wrestling sites. He called me like a week later and said, "Hey, man, you want to do a follow up? <laughs> I got I got more stuff because all he did was bury Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, oh okay, uh, well, Triple H, and he called back. He's like, I, I thought of some more." Teacher. He goes, I, I thought of some more stuff to say. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Like there are actually guys that I didn't disparage that That's I could right. still disparage. Well, it's basically the same guys. He just had more material. That is amazing. That is amazing. All right. So, Which is why we need him on. Yeah, I agree. We'll work on, we're working on it. Do you have, let me ask you this. If you're going to have him on, do you have a, a delay? Is this a delay? Or we, are, can you yeah, curse? We're, no, we're good. Can we're we gonna, curse on here? Yeah, we're we can, on the internet. Yeah, we can do I can say anything. Want. You can I, say whatever you want. For at least a little. We're, we're working on something right now, so get them all out now. Because okay. the next time you do our show, you might not be allowed to curse I can say anything anymore. I want right now. I can yeah. say Aaron Oster's a fucking asshole. Well, yeah, but we do that every week. Oh, that's, that's not new. You've got to bring something new to the table in order to You're like John Cena just saying the same thing over and over again. All right, so uh, Kevin, for those that don't uh, know, yes, did work for WWE for uh, for a few years. Got laid um, off due to budget cuts. Right. Uh, before that, had been at uh, WCW um, for a while before, I mean, we're going, I don't want to date you in this process. So we'll in just, other words, you're old. Yeah, we'll just, it was a little while before that. that hey, was, I'm, I'm 50 and proud of it. You should, be, you should look so good. Actually, you know what? You guys should look so good when you're 50. And truthfully, I would have lost that bet. I would have lost <laughs> that I, bet. I, I would have yeah. lost that. 
Um, we definitely wanted to have you come in this week because there's one thing that everybody's talking about, and we did spend the majority of the first segment talking about it. But fuck it, it's what's going on right Fashion now. Fashion files. That <laughs> literally stole. That was, was that, that was, was how, I set, up, really how I set up segment one this week. I said, guys, there's one thing we have to talk about. The biggest thing going on in pro wrestling. The fashion files are back. Oh, now we're like completing each other's sentences. It is getting that's awkward. That's a little more, weird. That's a little more weird. Around each other, it's getting awkward. I, I think you need to start growing a beard, Glenn. Oh, I wish I could. Are you kidding <laughs> me? If I could look like that. I do it in a heartbeat. I'm halfway to Bray Wyatt right now. Would you say? Uh, or maybe yeah, maybe three quarters okay. of the way. I, I don't know about that. I'll give you halfway. halfway. I'll give you halfway right. to Bray Wyatt at the moment. So yes. Have you started shaving yet, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> About a week ago, okay, not, right, right before my yeah. wedding, I did. He's cutting his Cena promo. On the <laughs> I know, right? That makes me so happy. He's giving. You, you, you thought it was going to be you. Oh my god! You no, I, really... I think that Kevin and I are in a better place than that, and it makes more sense with you. Yes. Oh yeah, no, because we got you're the yes. old. You're... No, I am Roman Reigns. Oh, to I, I'd John settle Cena. down on all that. You're I'd the corporately down. created Kevin Eck bootleg. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. This is wonderful. We need to do this more often. Uh, yeah, so you're was... no Arta Ocal. I'll just tell you that much. <laughs> is that, did I pronounce that correctly? Ocal. Yes, yeah, so I think that was right. Okay. right? Was it Ocal or Ocal? Oh, sure. I don't know. I thought it was Ocal. <laughs> or what was it? Like Kyle Edwards? Yeah, it was Kyle Edwards. Wasn't that his? Wasn't that his work name? Yes, for yes. A, for a week. Um, so yeah, there was a thing that occurred this week, yeah. and it was pretty significant. What I what I'm looking for. Because we were talking in the first segment about everybody wants to know how much of that was scripted, how much of that happened after Roman maybe flubbed the line, and then they kind of went from there. You know what these moments are like. You've been involved in these moments. You've written these moments. Without knowing exactly what occurred on Monday night, take me through how something like when it's as big as Roman Reigns, John Cena, how does it come together? What? How much of it even could be going off script? So. This is obviously not working there anymore. This would be my educated guess as as to how this went down. Typically, John Cena, nothing was really scripted for John. Uh, one of the most frustrating things, probably the most frustrating thing I did there as a writer was when I was assigned a John Cena promo. Because you know it was pretty much an exercise in futility because – Look, no one was going to hand John Cena a piece of paper, and he goes, ah, great, let me memorize this, and uh, I'll do it word for word tonight. Right. That didn't happen. So you knew you were, you were writing for nothing, basically. <laughs> but what John wants is, okay, what's the idea? Like, wh- instead, of, He won't even look at the piece of paper you're trying to hand. He would say, what are we trying to get across tonight? What's the point? You sit down, you explain it to him, and then he would sit there, typically with a writer. Um, a lot of times it was Ryan Ward, which may be a name people know from uh, time at NXT. Ryan's still there, uh, or still with WWE. Um, he'd sit down a lot of times with Ryan because Ryan was a guy he had a good rapport with. And he would sit, and they would riff. And John would say some things, and Ryan would sit there and type it up. And uh, they'd go back and forth. And then finally, Ryan would take that piece of paper and take it to Vince McMahon, who has final approval on everything. Right. And, you know, nine times out of 10 or you know maybe even 10 times out of 10 if it's john who who is saying it then vince was like that's good you know he he had a level of trust with john um i'm guessing this thing that happened on monday night is that something was written up but that a writer and john cena and roman reigns sat down in a room together and talked about you know what are we trying to get across here what can we say that's shoot enough that looks like it's real so it gets people talking and catches people's attentions without you know maybe going too far so i mean i think clearly you could tell that roman reigns's portion was scripted mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. he lost his place and couldn't yep. think of his line right. which cena so nicely pointed out um 
but but you know I think as far as John I think he had an idea what he was going to say when he got out there I think Roman knew a lot of what was going to be coming but John Cena is also an improviser and, and you think some of that could have been him living in the moment and kind of yeah, saying and, and I'm going to go be, for it because John's old school right you know guys were always taught you react to the crowd and if something's going off in a different direction sometimes it's it's not for the good you know last week John you know people were playing with the beach ball and I think John got a little bit caught up in that and I think that kind of derailed things. Um, but, you know, his instincts are generally good, and he will react. If Roman Reigns forgets his lines, John Cena's going to bring attention to it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that was burying Roman Reigns. I think, if anything, you know, some of what John said was true. Like, hey, kid, if you're going to, you know, be oh, the I guy, agree with that. like, yeah. think on your feet. Like, that's just making Roman better. I don't think it was any malice there. And I, I don't believe for a second there's any legit heat between Roman and John Cena. I don't think there was – What about the know. people that have hypothesized that perhaps some of this is coming from Vince, that Vince is using this as trying to light a fire under Roman Reigns? I, I don't know. You know, Having not been there in a couple of years now, I, I don't know that Vince would go that route. You know, Vince, I think, is still, as far as I know – Still looks at Roman as the guy, and you know, kind of the next guy after John Cena, to, you know, to, to be the face of the company. So, I, I don't know that he was in any way trying to make Roman, uh, you know, not not look bad, but like, hey, kid, this is what you got to do to to uh, step up your game uh, in a bad way. You know, I don't I don't think that. But look, after after this was this promo was written up and it was agreed on and everything else, I'm sure. Like I said, it was taken to Vince. I'm right. sure for approval. And look, I mean, I think obviously there were some ad libs, the stuff where, you know, Roman forgot his lines. And I think John saying, I do a little heel turn. That was a thing. I, like, I can't imagine Vince was thrilled with that line. Really? He doesn't. He's done it before. They, they, yeah, he has. He, I know he did it one other time. He was trying to be cute. And he's like, do a little dance, you know, a little right. heel turn. Right. Like, I, I don't. Vince usually cringes whenever like words like heel are are said on TV. Maybe in this instance he thought, well, that's fine because, you know, this is what we're going for here. I mean, you um, had Cena literally saying, oh, we're breaking the fourth wall now. So right. it which, feels like... Which reminds you back of the old CM Punk, you know, breaking the yep. fourth wall. Yep. Which, if I could just uh, talk about that for a second. Mm. Because, and again, this was right before I started. I started like a month after the, the pipe famous bomb. pipe bomb yeah. promo. And when I got there, you know, that was still a big topic. And, um, you know, it was, I asked some of the writers, you know, oh, you know, how much was that was scripted, blah, blah. And I think there's this myth that Punk was literally given a, a mic and, and said, told, say whatever you want, say right. whatever you want, you know. Um, not true. A guy named Ed Kosky, who was uh, head, one of the head writers, still is, um, Ed told me he pretty much wrote that entire promo for Punk. So... I, I like caution people a lot of times when they see something like this. Like, oh my God, they were shooting on you each other. You want to tell other. me that Santa Claus that, is a yeah, big right. man? Oh, Jesus, man. But it's burying I, CM Punk here you're now. Tell me, ah, we're going to find out Kevin X. By. Now we're going to find out Kevin X's beard isn't even real. <laughs> I, right? was, I was told the one line that Vince wouldn't approve was that, that Punk wanted to take a shot at Kevin Dunn. And that I think it, they had written a, a line in there about Kevin and Dunn if, as well. And in fairness, like. The overwhelming majority of wrestling fans have no fucking clue who Kevin Dunn is. That's so that true, but uh, but when that you know, I don't think they really knew who Colt Cabana was either. Uh, right. He delivered that's that fair. promo. That's so. fair. That's a good point. You know, like if you're going to do an inside quote unquote shoot, like you got to send some stuff out there. Yeah, that yeah. It's going to go over the heads of a lot of casual fans, which you know, I think some of the stuff in if you're a casual fan, I don't think you really totally understood what was even going on on Monday night between CNN and Reigns. No doubt. I mean, if you look at it in the context of storylines, what does that mean? You're a corporate 
you know, John Cena bootleg. What does that mean you've been protected? In the storyline, Roman was people. anything but protected. Yeah. Roman was a guy who had, you know, the, the authority. Quite a few L's, yeah. Yeah, and, and the authority put him through all these, right. you know, things he had obstacles to overcome. So uh, if you're not really into all the behind-the-scenes stuff, you're like, what does that mean? Like, no, Seth Rollins was the protected guy. That's yeah. not Roman, so. In kayfabe, I understand what you're and, saying. Right. Right. And that's right. when, when I, in right. the first segment, when I said I think they went a little bit too far down the road and they, they shattered the yeah. fourth wall so supposed to break it, that was kind of what I was you know, referring to is but that. But I don't have any problem with that. I know you wrote about it at PressBoxOnline.com yes. this week, Kevin. I don't, hot tag. I, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I have no issue at all. I have no issue at all with this because, it, again, I don't – I think much of it was scripted. I think I was – that was my gut, what you yeah. just told us. Yeah. I think much of it was scripted. But I think – and I know that this is essentially what you wrote in your column. Is like, like you need to do this every now and then. You need to have something that people can walk away with and say, shit, that felt big. Yeah. That felt like something really just happened. I don't feel like I tuned in for three hours. Like, I'll, I'll compare it. We have barely talked about SmackDown this week. And it's not because SmackDown was a bad show. It was not. It was a fine, wasn't noteworthy. It just right. nothing happened that made you see. Shelton Benjamin was there. Come on. I do. And by the way, I was wrong. Because when I saw him last week, I thought Shelton had put on a few LBs. No, he looks good. He, he might have put on a few LBs, but, but it, it muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he put, put on, on some right good yeah. He put on yeah. some good LBs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. looked good, man. He looked really good. Um, I... This it felt what happened this week happened on Raw. It felt massive. It felt like something really occurred here. Even though again they didn't really take a chance necessarily. It was all very calculated. It just created good television, and that's that's what I'm looking for when I tune in. Exactly, and that's you know you can't do this every week, nor would I want them to. And that's why it's special when they do do it. Every once in a while, although some of this did seem a li- like I feel like Cena has had this promo to some extent with AJ Styles, with Kevin Owens, where Miz, they tried to, yeah. you know, when, Miz. when yeah. I say, again, I can and I, this is a big trope on this show. Kevin. Yeah. People get pissed off because I say I've I've heard this promo before yeah. from John Cena. And, and I, every time he cuts another promo that's that's big, I get nasty, nasty messages back from people. Yeah. Have you heard this one before? I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, I have. But as I just said in the first segment, a lot of characters in the history of wrestling have cut promos. The Rock's promos sure. are like, all largely the same. Right, correct. It doesn't mean it can't both be something I've heard before and also be good. Right. Right? Like, it can be the same. It can also be good. I thought this one on Monday night was both very similar to Cena promos that I've heard in the past and yet still really good and obviously different because this time it was Roman Reigns on the other side. And look, people, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, telling you there's no Santa Claus and that kind of stuff. Um, look, I think people, watch, when they watch this stuff, they, they want to believe, mm-hmm. right? I think it's fun to think... This isn't supposed to happen. Right. They're going off screen. Oh, my God. He's burying him on live television. I think it was brilliant, you know, years back when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart did it. And look, there was – I don't believe there's any animosity between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Clearly, we know back in the day there was some legit heat between Shawn Michaels Correct. and Bret Hart. Yes. Uh, but they agreed to work together. For the good of the business, and you know, it's one I, of those long-standing blood feuds, right. much like our uh, truth and gold dust. Exactly, you know, well known. But it's funny they feud. would, if you, you know, both these guys have, have talked about this. They would, they would agree. Okay, like I'm not going to say this, and you don't say that, and then they'd go out there and immediately Wait. break the agreement yep. that they just <laughs> had. You know, <laughs> because so, they like, genuinely hated right, each other. Which, right. which to me, you know, was fascinating, compelling television because you never know what was going to be said. But I don't get the sense that in, in any way we're getting that with uh, with Cena and Reigns. I go back a little bit to the Cena and Rock stuff, which I was there for. I still don't know to this day whether there was any legit heat between Rock and Cena hmm. or if they were legitimately working all of us backstage. Yeah. Because 
in the writer's room, Cena would come in and take shots at Rock. And then you know, Rock didn't hang out in the writer's room. <laughs> but but <laughs> Brian mean, Shocker. But, yeah. but <laughs> Brian Gewertz, I don't know if that's a name, yes, your, yes. Your head writer, and is the Rock's he was the Rock's personal writer for mm-hmm. years. And you know, still does work with The Rock now. He left WWE. Um, Brian would tell us that, you know, man, Rock's – he's pissed at Cena. Like he keeps telling Cena, like, don't keep bringing up that I'm – like Cena's go-to was you're not here. You're right, not a fl- – right. a- And Rock was like, god damn, I keep, you know, telling him not to do that. And, and Brian was like, you know, like Rock at this point, you know, it was always going to be a two-match series. And he's like, at this point, Rock doesn't he doesn't even want to work with him. I don't think again next year at WrestleMania. Wow! But 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 you know, I, I don't know if like if we were all being worked. Yeah, right, sure. Right. Or what? Because you know, you just you just never know. But like, I think Rock legitimately wasn't happy when uh, it was a similar situation as the Roman Reigns moment. Rock was caught writing right on his on arm, his, on yep. his arm, his line, and. And Cena pointed it out. Now, Brian Gewertz said Rock really wasn't happy about that. I, well, I mean, I was well, so, yeah, yeah. about Yeah, right? So I, maybe Cena went too far on that right. one. But. It was like when I figured out that you write all of your things in your beard, and then I was just like, you know. <laughs> um, no wonder he remembers all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? Like when he delivers an Ectorage promo, I'm like, how is he? Oh, it's in his beard! <laughs> Um, there's a couple of other big sort of questions about this that we've been talking well, about. Actually, can I can I ask yeah. one thing? No, you're not allowed to. No, I was gonna <laughs> say, you said you said you know we we need this every now and then because it creates a great moment. And it seems like every promo that you know creates a big moment over the past few years has been one where we go off script. A work shoot. Yeah. yeah. Are are we at a point where just regular promos just don't cut it anymore? It, it, every big moment is a work shoot. I, I, I wouldn't go that far, no, but hang I, on, Paul, if you watch Paul Heyman. But how long do we talk? We, we say that was a great Paul Heyman promo. We we don't break it. We don't spend forty five minutes talking about a Paul Heyman promo. We the, could. I mean, we, we could. could. I wouldn't say every like uh, promo that we consider to be really good has to be of the work shoot variety. But I do think it's a reflection of where we are with the business. I mean. You know, look, there was a time when, when the vis, as you guys know, was very protected and, yep. you, and you didn't break kayfabe. And, you know, it there was, was no Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, there was no Twitter. There was no social media. There was no, you know, every, everybody has access now to the dirt sites and the dirt sheets. And this used to be a very small audience that, that, that you know, an exclusive club of quote unquote smart marks. Now there are more than there's ever been. Not that the entire audience is. I think it's still a smaller portion, but there's more people who know what's going on. And that's part of, it's not just good guys and bad guys anymore, but now it's more like, okay, you know, everyone kind of is smartened up to what's going on. Even though they suspend their disbelief when they're watching, they kind of know. And so any every now and then you can slip in something that Hey, we're going beyond the normal storyline here. I think it's I think it's intriguing, and I think it can um, you know add to the uh, the interest of a storyline. Again, but you don't want to do it all the time. I think that's a trap that that Vince Russo fell into sure. back Just in the day. Was that everything was going to be a work shoot, and every you know, and I, obviously that you can't do that. You and can't sustain it. You can't. It's impossible. It. Yep. He's Kevin Eck. He's in studio with us here on Jobbing Out. So the other two questions that we sort of have coming out of this, one is, why are we doing this now? Like, that, again, we, we sat here last week and said, oh, this is awesome. We're getting John Cena Samoa Joe out of this with the seeds planted for us to get John Cena and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Like, win, win, all around. This is just a victory for everyone. High fives. <laughs> we're good with Cena Reigns coming at WrestleMania, and we're getting Cena Joe, which... You know, for for wrestling people, there's real reason to want this. This is something – it makes sense that you had to get him over to Ross, that you could do this. 
and there's a payoff that's been waiting for a very long time in order to make this happen, and then a week later, what the what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like what what what? Like why are we doing this now? Yeah, I was I was stunned that that we're going to this now. Uh, Lesnar and Strowman, I think, is the biggest match WWE can do, and and how you cannot do the first time ever between those two behemoths, you know, the Beast Incarnate and the Monster Among Men uh, at WrestleMania is is mind-boggling to me. And same with Cena and Reigns. You know, there aren't that many big first-time evers that WWE can still do. Those are probably the two biggest. And to do them at no mercy instead of WrestleMania, it's, just, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's... They did the Shield triple threat at Battleground. Yeah. Like I mean, these are these weird things that you're like, what? What? And, and look, I don't know the answer. I could be, you know, totally off on this, but you know, I wonder if it has to do with selling network subscriptions and that, mm-hmm. you know, they offered a 30-day free trial right. for SummerSlam and, you know, the 30-day trial ex- uh, ends, expires before yep. No Mercy. So, so for now, those people who are like, "Aha, I'm going to get them and I'm going to sign up for SummerSlam, then I'm done." Oh, well now No Mercy, that's right past that 30-day trial has Two WrestleMania main event worthy matches. Now you might want to stick around, yep. and, and and you know now they've got your nine ninety nine. That's just one guess. You know I don't know. I, maybe Vince has some master plan for WrestleMania that we don't even know about. I mean, we had heard all along that he's he's going to the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns rematch, mm-hmm. and. If these two matches are happening now at No Mercy, maybe that is the plan. I, it, I mean, that would make sense if you're going to, especially if the the promo. I, one of the things I couldn't figure out, like, what exactly was the purpose of the promo besides, like, we need a moment, we want to make this big. But what was the long-term purpose of it? I wonder if this is going to be the start of kind of breaking Reigns down a little bit, trying to make him a little more sympathetic before you build him back up for that uh, run at Lesnar coming around Mania season. You know, I don't know if they can do anything to, to get, make to Roman to Reigns sympathetic. But, but in their mind, that's what they can try to do. Because we, we've seen this where we know it won't work, but they, you know, on paper it should work, so they're going to try it. We've seen that before with the Sheamus thing last year. It, it could, you know, I, I've i said this before. I always seem to, every time I think I, you know, follow Vince McMahon's line of thinking, I'm, I'm 100% wrong, but... Um, I just I think the light has gone off in his in his head that like look you know we've tried our best right. and there's nothing we can do to get sympathy on him at this point. I think if you trotted Roman Reigns' little daughter out there and had you know Braun Strowman yeah, had him do that, the, <laughs> that with the PSA, <laughs> the PSA in front yeah. of everyone take time to be a dad <laughs> Boom! Hey, Roman I think if, sucks. if you brought her out there and and Braun Strowman punted her into the third row <laughs> I don't necessarily that would, that would be a moment again that's too awesome you can't have Braun Strowman <laughs> yeah, do those right. things it's too I, I, awesome. I don't think there's anything you could do to get sympathy on him I think Vince McMahon has realized that but like he's still He's gonna he's gonna stay firm that we're not turning him heel. God damn it! Right. So I think he's really like, and, look, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna let this guy be if as close to a tweener. Like, look, I think this is sort of the new age of where we're at. Like, he's not a heel. He's not. You might say he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's I just mean, I don't, the guy. It's something no, he's I just a guy. Yes. according to John Cena. <laughs> right. yeah. so just, I just came up with that one off the top of my head. It's a good way. one. Weird. I should get some credit for that. But I, yeah. I think Vince is going to be like, look, you know, we're not going to give you what you want and turn him heel. But so you want to boo him? You can boo him. He's still got his fans that are going to cheer him. But they've kind of created this sort of badass character. I like this 
this version of Roman Reigns. I like the version. Look, I did, I hated the sucker and succotash guy was, yes. and it was the, the guy thing. kissing yeah. up. Yes. You know, I like this guy who's very confident. I don't think he's doing anything overtly heelish. He's got an ego just like any superstar well, he's, athlete he's would. He's rubbing it. The, the one heelish thing that if, if they're not turning him heel, they need to stop doing is have him come out and brag about retiring The Undertaker. But that's, to me, that's the biggest, like, how do you retire The Undertaker and not, that's a feather in your cap. I, I think you, well, and, and I think. But I, I, I give it twofold. One, they haven't done anything with The Undertaker to try to help that, right? Like. If the Undertaker was the one trying to put him over, that I still don't think it would work because I'm with you. I am also at the point where it's there's it's nothing. Stop trying. Um, but it is a little bit awkward. But if it's not an active heel move to say, yeah, I retired the guy you all love. Like, look when Shawn Michaels is. Shawn Michaels was, granted, it's a different situation, but he was apologetic for retiring Rick. But Blair. I think, I think if you, and I hear what you're saying, but I think if you even, if you listen to some of the times Roman said it, he's never done it. And it's almost like I had to do what I had to do. You know, and like I'm the big dog now, and I had to put the old dog out. But he's never said like I hate the Undertaker. The Undertaker. You know, I, I was surprised that John Cena referred to the Undertaker as an aging veteran with I, a bad hip. Yeah, that, that to was, me was horrible. I, I, don't, was, I didn't like that at all. I don't know. I loved it. I see. I don't up. see how that helps to to take away from Reigns' accomplishment yeah. and say you didn't really beat the. I mean, look, the Undertaker's only lost twice at WrestleMania. I know. To take away and say, oh, you just beat an old guy. Uh, to me, that goes well, against but this, everything but WWE is, was trying to accomplish. I know, but this, this is the Cena thing, though, that we, we, you know, we complained about through AJ Styles. Yeah, you beat all those people, but you didn't beat me yet, so it doesn't matter. That, that's Cena's whole character is it doesn't matter what you do in the company. It, it is true. It doesn't matter if – no, actually, that's not even true. You can beat him. You're not a real man until you lose to John Cena. That is true. That, that's the whole thing. I mean I John think C- there was a way to say what he his, – his, get his point across without saying you beat, you beat a broken down old Undertaker. You didn't beat the real Undertaker. OK. I, I understand what you're saying. I think once you're going there, go there. You know what I mean? Like once this is the road that you're going down, fuck it. Let's, that's the way that we're talking about it, right? Like, in it, if it was supposed to be a sporting event, like, if this is what it is, right? If this is a legitimate fight between these two guys, there should be some world in which we can say, yeah, but let's not pretend like this is still The Undertaker, right? Like, and I know this is a really tough, all of this is a tough road to, to hoe because I'm trying to accomplish multiple things at the same time. Yeah. But still, like, I, I feel like if this was, if this was a UFC fight, like, when we talk about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, we don't pretend like Conor McGregor's a boxer. We don't pretend like this was an actual fight between two guys who were qualified to fight against each other. Sure, we all still watched it. Sure, we were all still in on it. We all still ate it up. But we don't pretend like there was a world in which this was a fair fight between two dudes. You guys dudes. laughed at me when I said he was going to get knocked out last week. I think the difference well, between, between, a, you, between a uh, – to use your, your um, analogy there, I think the difference – in a Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather and an Undertaker, especially right. not just another wrestler, is that look the guy's supernatural. I mean that is right. True I mean the too, guy right? isn't he's really supposed to dead, age and right? have a bad. Yeah. Well, if, if we're breaking, he's shattering mystical, the fourth wall. He's not the mystical. He's this mystical, mystical figure yeah. who doesn't really age. And and look, when Brock broke the streak, he didn't. You know what are you going to say? Oh well, he was forty five years old. Right. Yeah, he wasn't the Undertaker that at WrestleMania. You know ten. I just I just thought that was. I, I thought that you. was a, ba- I, a bad a bad road to go down. But, you know, it was one line in, in the promo. I don't want to get lost on that. But right. That's the one thing I would have – I just kind of cringed and said, mm, I wouldn't have said that. You – are you excited for the match itself? That's the other one thing that we haven't talked about, right? Are we I actually – I am. Look, I, if you ask me right now, who's the wrestler of the year? Who, who To me in WWE, it's Roman Reigns. Is it really? 
Absolutely. To me, I, there's there's I think more. AJ Styles is the answer. I, I think AJ is Styles the answer, AJ's been is the great. Answer. I think, I think I mean, his, for if you're talking about this year specifically, like he had the great match against Cena. Back at uh, back at the Rumble, he somehow made Shane. No, McMahon and, and a that's thing. but that's the thing that might be his second best match of the year. And while that was a a tremendously like I can't believe that match happened, I don't know if that's going to be in the top ten matches of the year when all of a sudden. Look, uh, it, it depends on how you define it, right? Okay, and look, AJ was my. 2016 wrestler. Oh, well, and, the and there's, there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about no that one. But I'm not just. I mean, look, who's a better worker? Well, yeah, okay. AJ Styles is better than Roman Reigns. I'm not gonna. You know, we're not gonna debate that. But I look beyond that. I look at you know moments and just. Um, oh, you just who's yeah. the most relevant? Who's the most? Absolutely. Yeah. Who's always in the big money position on the big shows and delivers. I, fans may you know hate me for this, but Roman Reigns is a much. You might have to hit the ding for Kevin too. <laughs> we do this every time. Every time AJ starts because AJ is a mark and a half for Roman. Oh really? Like a Great. super mark. So every time he does it, we have to because he'll use anything we bring up. We'll be like, "Hey, did you see the Usos match last <laughs> week?" I need and, a button bar because uh, Dale or who was? I think it was. No, it was uh, – I can't remember who it was – had the idea that we need to have uh, Roman's ooh and we oh, press right, that every time. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about anything and he's going to figure out a way to bring it back, bring to, why, back to why why he hates Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan ruined Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns is the greatest performer in the history of professional wrestling. And all well, fans I, are assholes. I, yes. I, I will just say this. Roman Reigns always – I can't think of a time where he was in a big match – whether it was on Raw or certainly at a pay-per-view, where he didn't deliver. And it just it, it makes me laugh to hear how much the fans hate him. They can't they don't want to see him and they and then halfway through his match they're chanting this no, is it's awesome. Great. Yeah, he puts on you know? look, we, I mean, this is where AJ is always right. He does put on great matches and I'm not the guy. He puts I'm on not, great matches. Yeah. He's a much better promo than people give him credit for. Look, there's all different styles. Not everyone's the rock or John Cena. People always said Randy Orton's not a good he's promo. Been given a lot Randy of Orton cuts good can cut a good Randy Orton promo. Yeah. Not everybody's bombastic and you know i think roman reigns as kind of this very confident dare i say arrogant cock- sort of yeah. badass the, the, the I cocky think one-liner great. is what he should okay. be doing okay it's I'll just say that that. he's always given the the three minute promos instead of the one minute to drop you know the best promo he did was when he stood in the ring after wrestlemania let people boo him didn't and say said, a word this is my yard now mic drop best thing he's ever done yep i will say that he needs to get away from shut up he needs to get away from that. That doesn't. It doesn't even come off cocky. It comes off more nervous than anything else. Yeah, shut up's cheap. And I think it's, I think when he told Cena to shut up, I think that was at the time when he was lost. Yeah. And I think he was. But I he's, mean, he's, he's gone back to that a couple times recently. Like, how about you just shut up? Like, yeah. Dude, that, I, I agree. That's that, that's not that doesn't do any, that doesn't accomplish anything. No, that's I don't not, think you're a badass. I think you're just a dummy. No, you know? I think like, shut up is his way of saying I'm lost right now. And um, yeah, I need, let me I need say, a second to regroup. I, I need right. to say something while I try. Hey, look, again, having worked there. The amount of um, – I'm always amazed at the, the performers. that I mean, they really don't get enough credit sure. for – look, we were doing rewrites on promos, long promos, sometimes you know, 15 minutes before the guy had to go out there and deliver the promo. I mean, you talk about nerve-wracking. And, and the way those guys could do it and, and think on their feet and you – know, it, it's just amazing. You know? So like, it's a lot – think about it. It's just a lot harder than – you, th- you know, guys like Cena make it look easy. Yeah. It's hard. Before we wrap up this segment, and I know that we've only talked about Cena and, and Reigns, yeah. but it's been, look, it's that's what people are talking about this week. For Christ's sake, what what do you want me to? I, we can sit here and talk about the fashion files, and don't get me wrong, I love to, but for fuck's sake, I mean, come on, it's Cena Reigns week. Um, you told me a really cool story, and I was wondering if you were able to tell it on the show or not. Um, we had Ron Simmons on last week, 
and you were telling me your Ron Simmons experience, and I just thought it was really cool. If you if you can, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, so um, I think I've written about this before. So like when you're a writer at WWE and the Hall of Fame comes around, uh, writers most of them are assigned to the inductor and the inductee to not necessarily write their speech, but just if they need anything, if they need some help, if they want to bounce some ideas off you or to help you, you know, help them organize their thoughts. So my first year in WWE, I was assigned Ron Simmons and JBL. Well, um, I was half good. I mean, it was... <laughs> so, of course, I had known JBL a little bit b- before that. And you know, I was, you know, I knew him as a media member. I interviewed him several times when I was with the Baltimore Sun. You know, having worked there, I didn't, you know... We knew, he knew my name, okay? We weren't, you know... So I went up to him after I was assigned, and I, and I said, you know, hey, hey, John, uh, I've been assigned to uh, help you out with... Oh, that's just what I need, some writer to help to write my <laughs> Like, I need a writer to induct my best friend, Ron Simmons. Good luck. And I was like, all right, John, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, have right. a good day. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm, like, yeah, I'm right. like, look, I'm just doing what I was told to do if you need anything. And funny thing is, he then later asked me to, like, look up some of Ron's college football stats <laughs> and stuff. So, <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, you did need me to, to do some things. And if you remember John's speech um, – well, he he brought up the whole writer. Th- he he delivered that. You know, they told me that I'm going to have a writer. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, great. So I sort of technically made it into a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, you got that going for me. I got that going for me, which yeah. is nice. Not I mentioned my name, but anyway. So Ron, though, total class act, complete. Op- I never understood. Like, how could those two be best friends? One of the most obnoxious, overbearing guys in JB, and like really salt of the earth type guy ron simmons and so ron and i you know worked together he i said you know i'm here to help whatever he took out some index cards and he said well you know i got it all written down and he showed me you know what was on the index cards and it was really good it was well thought out it was you know vince loves these speeches to be succinct to the point you know entertaining you know entertain the people and get in and get out he doesn't like these long-winded you know speeches and so ron was right on point and I said, I, you know, the only thing I think you need is, like, you need an intro and you need, you know, strong fin. You need a good en- en- entrance and a good exit, you know. Um, he's like, all right, well, you know, what do you think? And so I said, well, everybody, of course, is going to be waiting for the, for the damn moment. So when you come out, tease it. And so, like, he was saying, you know, when I got the call to, that I was going to be in uh, WWE Hall of Fame, I just had one word come to mind. And then, of course, he teases it, and he does his little thing. You know, he looks around, and the whole audience is going, damn, damn, damn. And he goes, honored. <laughs> so it's great. So he's like, oh, I love that. I'm going to do that. And he did. He went out and did it exactly like that. And I said, well, you know, the finish is easy. Like, yeah. yeah. The finish is going to be you're all done. You say your last line, and you start to walk away. You don't do the – like, you, they didn't get the damn. You know, you take a couple steps. You kind of have a moment. You come back. And you realize there was one last thing you had to say, and you you dra- drag it out, and then, damn, right? So he's like, "Oh, I love it," and that's where. And he did it exactly. Oh, it was that perfect. Way. It was perfect. Now, people may not know when you're a you're when you're a writer assigned to a segment, you have to be in gorilla, like five uh, as close to Vince McMahon as I am to Aaron Oster right now. <laughs> okay, on headsets. Kevin Dunn's out in the truck, and you have to communicate. And at, if you think Vince is a tough guy to work for Kevin Dunn is is one of the the nastiest just you know will make you feel like you're like 2 inches tall and because everybody can hear on headsets and he will just he loves to embarrass people because he can um 
so okay, I, you know, it's, it's a nerve-wracking thing. But you have to stay ahead so that Kevin can know, you know, he's the director. So, again, Ron has it all written out, and I've got the speech in front of me in Gorilla, and it's like, you know, at this point, he's going to mention Booker T. And at this point, he's going to mention Dusty Rhodes. And so on headsets, you know, I'd look, like, uh, a line, you know, he was like a line or two away from where, I'm like, all right, uh, Kev, coming up, Dusty Rhodes mention. And then so Kevin would find Dusty Rhodes in the crowd, and the second that that uh, Ron said Dusty Rhodes, boom, the camera was on Dusty Rhodes. And it was all just like, you know, like a well-organized machine. And and he, you know, he delivered it, the promo, he, or he delivered the speech, like right on point, never veered off. It was entertaining. The crowd loved it. And at the very end, when he finished up, Vince looked over at me, big smile on his face, and gave me the wink and the thumbs up. <laughs> and I was like, Wow. I got it. And, and in three years of working there, that's the only time. <laughs> that was the only time. Other times I got, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? You fucked up the whole segment. God damn, what the fuck were you thinking? That's really great. Yeah. That's really great. That's really great. Yeah. All right. He is uh, Kevin Eck. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Kevin Eck underscore WWE. You can read all of his stuff, both at PressBoxOnline.com and also at uh, Sporting News. Correct. Where you are a contributor to their WWE coverage as well. And uh, I love the fact that we could see around here. Makes me very happy. And we will do this. Your schedule and our schedule isn't always in sync. But that's all right. When it is, we'll make it happen because we love having you in here to hang out. Well, you know where to find me now. That is true. It's literally about 10 feet from where I'm sitting right now (laughs) is where I can find Kevin Eck. Thank you for coming in, bud. I really appreciate it. Anytime. The great Kevin Eck joining us in the studio. Aaron has been dying to get super nerdy, like super nerdy. So in segment number three this week, I'm literally making it Aaron's nerd show. Like there's going to be stuff where I might actually start doing something else. I might like play Candy Crush or something. Well, how's that any different? Uh, That's a fair point. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. That's Kevin Eck. And normally it's AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Members of the GCR community, they're telling me about their experiences at Full Circle Tire and Auto. Steve Barry, why did you take your vehicle to Full Circle? I saw a uh, service plate on the dashboard, and I called the dealership, and they told me it was going to be about $200 to do it, and I heard the commercial for Full Circle Tire and Auto, and I called them, and they told me that they could save me even more money than I thought. They were about $100 less, and it turns out that they didn't have the correct fluid for the car, so they actually went to the dealership and got it, and didn't charge me any extra for it. And that's not all they did for you, was it? About a week and a half later, they sent a personalized thank you card from Amy and the team. They signed it, and it's actually really nice, something I've never experienced before. That's the difference at Full Circle Tire and Auto, 410 Six seven six two two seven seven. That's four one zero six seven six cars. Thirteen zero four Governor's Court, Unit one ten in Abingdon, and FullCircleTireAndAuto.com. Back in here for segment number three. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And uh, let's get into this. Aaron, you uh, have been dying to nerd out for a little while. You said there has not been enough nerdity, nerddom, nerdness on this program. And I said, all right, fine. We can can give you some time to just nerd out. So there's, uh, you know what, though? I'm going to steal some of your time back. I just decided I'm going to steal some of your time back. All right, all right. There's we'll a get things, the unnerdy yeah, stuff. There's a couple things we have not talked about yet because we've been so seen a reigns for obvious reasons on this week's show. Um, let's begin it's with... I think AJ was on the show or something from rest of the right. time. Um, let's begin with the fact that uh, there was an, another interesting thing that occurred on Raw. The Miz needed an opponent, and you assumed they were going to stack the deck to make sure that it ended up being Jason Jordan, but it's not Jason Jordan. It's Jeff Hardy, who won the Battle Royale, which is interesting for a number of reasons. Yeah. 
Um, in fairness, as we've talked about, they kind of didn't really have anywhere to go right now with the Hardys as constituted. I think most of us believe the next step was, okay, the, they've got somewhere to go with the broken Hardys. And this might still end up leading to the broken Hardys, but it is something they can do that's a little bit different and interesting. And it also, I wonder if, as we do this, I wonder if we know about an expiration date for the Hardys. Like, I wonder if the WWE knows this was a one-year plan and there's somewhere that they want to get by WrestleMania to do something. It's plausible. I mean, we know that, I mean, forever now. They've always viewed Jeff as more than a tag guy, as a saint, true single star. Correct. And that they want to go back down that road at some point in this run. However long this run lasts, they were going for a serious singles run at some point. So, yeah, if you don't have anything else, in which they don't right now, they have nothing else for the Hardys to do. You could have them feud with the Good Brothers, but uh, whatever. I mean, you, you. By the way, I was never opposed to that. I don't know why that would have ever been a it, bad. It, thing. It wouldn't have been a bad thing, but it would have just been more of them kind of spinning their wheels. Uh, okay. I mean, that's fine. By the way, did, did you also like how Cena and Reigns went back and forth? You bury guys. No, you bury guys. We're gonna just bury the Good Brothers now. So unnecessary. There is nothing about that that even made a lick of sense. They're like, what can we do here? Oh, I remember. We'll do the thing. Yeah, correct. That's exactly what they do. Um. I, you know, I'm good with it. Let's see where it goes, obviously. Um, let's see where they're headed with this. But in the meantime, it's in, it's intriguing, which is a good thing. It's intriguing and, and, and makes me raise the question. Like, they, you don't think they've given up on Jason Jordan already, do you? Um, I don't think they've given up on him. Uh, let, let's say uh, they don't – they're not going to – prioritize him as much as they I think have. that they know this has not gone anywhere near as well as they had I and in part of that is I don't know that they've tried like yeah, like like I've said in past weeks correct they're trying to get him booed it feels like it it like, feels if, if, like if it. they're not actively trying to get him booed they're, they're just fucking up royally I agree with that and so I, I'm not blaming Jason Jordan but there's just nothing there. There's nothing. Being Kurt Angle's son alone is not interesting. It's interesting up until the moment you make the announcement because anybody could be Kurt Angle's son. Or in or the they, 24 hours post that. But once yeah, you actually right? go out and you then, say, this then, is me as Kurt Angle's son. Okay, and- cool. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people here that have dads that are famous. I don't know if you've looked around the room, but like – The entire locker room is second basically generation. Basically everyone has a famous father. So – so what do you want? You know what I mean? And like they went the route a little while with um, you know, Emma and 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 favorable treatment and all this stuff, but they never really did anything with it. Well, they gave him the worst theme ever. Yeah, they did do that. That is true. It it is a turd. I mean, it's a it's a turd right now. Now, they've had other things that were turds. The, the New Day was a turd once upon a time. Um, they've had other turds. And, and you know, to be fair, it might be this this might be an intentional turd. Like they might just think okay, we are going to turn him heel, so we want to do a reason to turn him heel, and he gets frustrated that he didn't get preference, you know, Maybe. that his life didn't immediately right. get better because he's an angle now. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but it's there's nothing there. And so I, I honestly would have been bitter if this had ended with Jordan because it just it would have felt too obvious. It would have felt too, I don't know, forced is the right word, but it just wouldn't have felt. This actually felt like something when they had Jeff Hardy win. You're like, oh, all right, let's – Let's see what they're doing with this. Um, also, it could just very well be. I also love the fact that they did the battle royal. If they had decided ahead of time, we think we got something here with Jeff Hardy. That was a great way to get there. 
because there was no other logical way to do it. And like, who doesn't love a good battle royal? You know what I mean? Like, it's good for everyone. I was shocked how long it took, though. Like, usually the battle royals, you know, it takes a while to get in yeah. the ring, but then they do it. I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, all of a sudden I'm looking up, it's 8.30 and the Battle Royal's still going. I was really worried that they were not going to bring out, like, if you weren't in the Battle Royal, that was what you were getting for the night. Like, right. I, when they did the, the thing with Cesaro and Sheamus where they both got matches, I was like, oh, that's because they need to drag this out because they're not using the people in the Battle Royal. Which I was only really bitter about because I was like, you mean to tell me we're not going to see Elias again tonight? <laughs> we have problems. By the way... Nobody gave me credit for my editing in last week's open. Fuck all of you. I and, and that makes me realize that you didn't listen and AJ didn't listen and I, I'm starting to think nobody listened to last week's show because I brilliantly edited Elias into R Truth's theme last week at the start of our show and I have gotten dick response for it. So fuck all of you <laughs> for all of I spent an extra twenty minutes putting that together last week. Maybe not twenty, but at least six. And fuck all of you for giving me nothing in response. I do like to how it. it went from twenty to six. Well, that, that's a pretty I mean, big drop there. It, shut up! It's six minutes you didn't spend working on the show. I know that much. Six minutes you were you know, jerking off about something on Game of Thrones or whatever you were doing. Probably I'm accurate, by the way. Probably yeah, I was, was going to say yeah, something around there. Uh, before we move on to other other things, um, one other WWE note: I have bitched for the last few weeks about the Bobby Roode Roderick Strong situation and I'm going to continue to probably bitch about it forever because it made no fucking sense and it was really stupid and I don't understand it um, we did you know it. what happened you know exactly what happened Vince Vince happened Vince said not only do I want Drew as champion I want Bobby Roode up I I I know you're probably right I like to hope that Vince does not have anything to do with NXT like there's this world that I want to live in where Triple H is running NXT and Vince is just letting him do it and I just I'm an idiot for thinking that way because it's what it is the moral of the story is we did at least get the blow off match between Bobby Roode and um, Roderick Strong on this week's episode of NXT and and as he should Roderick Strong went over that's that's the way that's supposed to work but again your big blood feud for the summer and we got it on an, an, a regular episode of NXT. Not for the title. So stupid. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's go off the reservation now. You can do whatever dumb thing you want to talk about. What do you got? Um, there are a couple things I want to talk about here. We're, we're, this is going to be on a, a typical three count here. First thing we have to talk about is, you know, we spent an hour on Rain Cena because that was the most talked about thing. There was another thing that was very, very prevalent amongst uh, the wrestling yeah. And that's what happened down in uh, AAA with uh, Rosemary and Sexy Star. Yeah, so if, if you're not familiar, essentially, and we try to make it go a little bit quicker, essentially, Rosemary is being accused. No, oh, other way around. Yeah, other Se- way around. Sexy, right. Star. Sexy Star is being accused of purposely injuring Rosemary, breaking her arm, right? Hyperextending her arm. Hyperextending yes. her arm. Um. In a match to yes. – At the end of the match. She had her in an arm bar and she just kept twerking and twerking and wouldn't let go even as Rosemary tapped out. Um, just kept going. Apparently it's just – it's not – there is an injury. It's a thick inflamed tendon, something like like that or – but it's not a full hyperextension. It's not – she should be okay. Um but the whole wrestling world is not pleased about this well, for obvious reasons. Yes, correct, for obvious reasons. Um, I'm watching it again right now, and it does appear gratuitous. 
There's no doubt about that. Um, I I don't know. I can't speak to someone's intent. I can't speak to is there legit heat between these two people? Is there? I don't know enough about that to know what's going on. Here's what I do know: if you intentionally injure someone, you're a piece of shit. That's yes. that's. There's no yes. gray area there. Yes. This is not 1970. This is not even 1990, where we still thought there was enough gray area of. Well, sometimes you got to teach somebody a lesson. So if you intentionally injure another person, I don't care what you're doing for a living, you're a piece of shit. It's the same way I feel about a baseball pitcher who throws a ball at somebody's head or something along those lines, or really even throws a ball at somebody's back. This notion that this is okay and you can justify it by what you do for a living will never work for me. You're a piece of shit, period. Male, female, whatever you are, you're a piece of shit. So I, I wish I had a better take here, but I don't really have a better take. There, there's almost no take to it. The, I mean the – I don't want to say sad thing. You know, One of the things about this is the whole kind of sexy star, what's been going on with her. One point it seemed like she was going to retire to get into boxing. She's, mm-hmm. been, she's been a bit of a controversial figure. She's been huge on Lucha Underground. She was one of the, the kind of breakout stars from Lucha Underground. They even you – know, she won the title at one point and it was great and what she stands for is great. But it just seems more and more that she is not a good person, not to have around wrestling, not a good person at all. She did release a statement today that makes it look even worse because she basically paints herself as the victim here. Part of it's because she's – I don't know if she, – she doesn't speak English well. I don't know if she tried to speak English, but it, it's very broken English, this statement. But um, basically, you know, she said she said things got out of hand and then immediately said – Men, women, they want to f- finish me, retire from the sport. I'm here. Basically, she paints herself as the victim for all these people hurling abuse at her now, which is not the way to go. Well, I mean, and I, I I'm, mean, again, I'm not going to attempt to defend her. I would, I would like to know what the hell happened, and it might be that it's not so much malice as incompetence. Yeah, which I think is. I mean, it's obviously better than malice, but it's still not good. No, it's not good. If There's you're no that incompetent that. that you're going to injure somebody in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that that's really the only defense at this point is that it's just sheer incompetence, which, you know, if the, the term blackball is, is thrown around a lot. like So she's lost a couple of bookings. She's lost a couple of bookings. And if. I mean, if I'm a promoter, I don't. I mean, why her. would you hire her? Yeah, I'm why not... would you hire someone who intentionally injured somebody right. else? Like again, that... I, we're all working with the assumption that she did. I guess I can't, I can't say with certainty that she did. So we have to be a little bit careful with with what you're right. saying. But the evidence appears to suggest that she either intentionally injured someone, I mean, or the, the fact that she hasn't come out and said, "Yeah, I want to make this my... very clear." Right? Like, yeah, like this that... is not what occurred here. Right. Which, I mean, I guess you should probably just do even if you were lying. You know what I mean? Like, right. That, that's the thing. Like when I read her statement, uh, something either got lost in translation or she's just – it was the worst statement in the history of statements and that includes like Donald Trump's statements. Well, <laughs> it's hard to imagine. But OK. And I believe you. Like it's, it's uh, really, really bad. I, but I, it's, I, it's – yeah. It sucks. Um, it sucks. It's, it's a shitty situation and it has obviously no place in professional wrestling. There's just no – Again, once upon a time, there was a thought that that was how you handled things. Even then, like the once upon a time is yes. you made it seem real. You didn't mm, – it, it doesn't make it OK. And it's important that we say that. We can't – that's no excuse for – Right. That. But, but I'm just saying even the once upon a time, like from moment one, you know, like we, we talked about Sean and Brett earlier. Mm-hmm. They hated each other. They would rip to get – you know, rip, rip each other to shreds on the mic. But when they were in the ring, they took care of yeah, each other. Yeah, you had to other. protect each other. Exactly. Yes. That's the way that it works. 
All right. Uh, next. Speaking of AAA, we got um, – well, we didn't get it on the show because there is some issues there. But uh, we're finally getting some resolution to the whole Alberto El Patron thing, which we had talked about about a month ago at this point, maybe a little bit more. It, it finally appears as though Impact or Global Force or whatever the fuck they are uh, today has decided to put a little distance there. And we have a new champion. We do have a new they, – they did strip, which supposedly actually was his idea if you believe statements, but whatever. OK. Um, to, to distance himself, not come back immediately, not stay as champion. They had a battle royal for the title at last week's Impact. And uh, friend of the podcast, E. By the way, I just, I just got a text from him. Drake? Yeah, just got a text from him. Probably going to have to be next week. Oh. Next week. Okay. Sorry. Well, guess what? Next week, the, yeah, right? uh, the, new... the new Global Force champion, Eli Drake, should be joining us. That's uh, that's the idea. That's the idea. I um, like that idea. Maryland's own, by the way. Maryland's own. Eli Drake. So Mar- Maryland gets a title. That's right. Um, Count it. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't. We don't get a lot. I'm kind of, You know, like Miz. Miz was the one to break Cleveland Street. That's true. That is a good Eli point. Drake gets to put up on the uh, the Maryland side. I like it. Um, awesome. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, Eli Drake's great. It's amazing because it's the polar opposite of what they just did with Patronas, and you know, they went it, back to something that was yeah, you, tired, boring. Mm. Like, and they had the opportunity. Uh, Johnny Mundo showed up as Johnny Impact right. on Impact right. Wrestling, which, by the way, I love that bit. No, it's awesome. I agree. I mean, I mean you remember he Johnny was Johnny Nitro, Nitro yep. because of the Correct. Eric Bischoff thing. Correct. I love it. No, jo- I think Johnny tremendous. Impact is wonderful. Um, but they could have very easily said, "All right, you know what? We it didn't work with Patron. Let's just slip we'll, it we'll, over to him. Yeah, yeah, we'll just do it here. Um, this is fresh. This is new. Eli Drake is wonderful on the mic. This should be, you know, very similar to when they finally just let." EC3 run with it? I'm all in. Let Eli I'm all in. Drake run with it? He's a super talent. He's a super, super talent. Um, and, yeah, I, I I tend to watch Impact sparingly, mm-hmm. like one, once a month maybe, once every six weeks, something around there. I'm planning on watching it tonight. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. I hear like, you. Like, it's cool, right? It's and, and it's not just that. It's that they, they seem to have a little bit of a direction going like it's not – Wonderful yet, but it's starting to climb nice. back into the realm of respectability. It's a cool thing. Cool thing. All in. All in. Uh, and finally this week, we have – and I have purposely avoided looking at it. I'm going to allow you to unveil the or top do, ten. Do you want to guess? Guess, Ooh, I guess, like, I like uh, guess three people and who you think would be – So, okay. So, the so PWI- this, is, this is July to July. July to July for the PWI uh, 500, which Correct. is supposed to be the top five – Top 500. 500 in kayfabe. Anywhere. Anywhere. In kayfabe. kayfabe. Well, Roman Reigns. He is on the list. He is not in the top three. He checks in at number four after being number one last year, which makes sense when you think about it. He didn't – did he have a title run at all there? Yeah, no, that was when he just lost it. He did main event WrestleMania, which he gets credits for. He had the U.S. title run. He is in a lot of main events, and that's the thing that really pushes him up. A lot of people were kind of complaining that Roman Reigns is on the list because, of course, they're going to complain. Um, a lot of you know he was in all the big matches. He mattered. So, so yeah. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Uh, my guess. I, I don't. Oh, there he is. He is down at twenty five, and mm, that was just because, because part time. Yep. But he has had a belt. He does. Ha- he has He's had a belt for a while. He hasn't shown up. He hasn't gotten a lot of wins. You know. How about one Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is in the top three. He checks in at number three. Okay. Kevin Owens is number three. Um, where would we find, where would we find 
Bray Wyatt on this list? Bray Wyatt checks in. He, he had a big jump this year. He was 56 last year, jumps up to number 15 this year. Okay. Okay. Also had a belt. He did. For a bit? Short time, yes. For a bit. Um, where would we find... Ooh, man, this is uh, this is tricky. This is tricky, tricky, tricky. I, I mean, there's no chance that Bill Goldberg... There's, they can't be. They no, can't he be. didn't wrestle enough matches to qualify. <sighs> Randy Orton. Randy Orton is on the list. He checks in at number 13 on the list. This is interesting. This is interesting. Sounds like a lot of guys that didn't have belts might be a little higher well, on Well, you're, you're missing one big name that had a belt for a good chunk of this time. I mean, it's like, a, like I'm not even not even a secret, not even a. Oh, the Miz. Uh, the Miz is number ten, but no, you're you're missing one very obvious name here. I mean, I'm not. I haven't said gender yet. Gender uh, checks he's, in at number thirty. Yeah, it has to be the highest he's ever been on the list. There's he was no doubt not ranked last year. Yeah, I mean, that's there's no yes. doubt. Um, all right, let me go back to last summer. It's tricky to go back to last summer. Dean. Dean is number eight. Who else had a belt that I'm forgetting about? You're forgetting a huge name here. Who else had a like, belt? Like you're um, not I, – I would, I would forgive you for not getting number one, number five. Mm-hmm. But you're missing number two. I mean I could just start naming every professional wrestler. You, you want me to just go, go – I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do the top five. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on. I'll do the top six uh, uh, just to embarrass you a little more. All right. Fine. Go ahead. Number six was Shinsuke. Okay, I mean, sure, yeah. I would have got, but he didn't have a, you know, like. A oh, yeah, the NXT belt. Oh, they count the NXT oh, yeah. belt as a, it's, it's okay. all companies. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, number five, Kenny Omega. Okay, sure. I mean, uh, you know, uh, if we kept listening, guys, I would have yeah. gotten number Kenny four, Omega. Roman Reigns. Number uh-huh. three, Kevin Owens. Number two, AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I like, I could have gotten there. I, that's my fine. Yes, fine. He, you know, he did have that. Right, and he's the best professional reign. wrestler in the world. So. Yes, and five month reign, yes, and then right, the US title. Right. Uh, number one, for the first time ever, a Japanese wrestler tops the list, and Okada oh, is Okada. number one, okay. which makes sense. He had the belt, I believe, yeah. the entire stretch, uh, you know, put on great, you know, high marquee match after high marquee it match. It comes off a little hipstery, you know, like it comes off a little bit like they're trying to, I get you right. That he had I mean, Roman Reigns was it last year, so it's not like they, they I know, I'm not saying they do it every year. It comes off a little bit like, we did Roman last year, we better make sure we do some, but I can get the I argument mean, for the, match the, of the year. And it's not even, because the match of the year doesn't necessarily, but the fact that he did main event, Wrestle Kingdom, he did, I believe, he held the belt the entire stretch. From, from July to July, he was champion. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, All right. I don't know if that's 100% true, but for a majority. Like, everybody else, that was the thing. Usually it's one guy has a pretty long reign, so they end up getting there. Um, this time that wasn't the person. So Okada gets number one for the first time ever. Um, you know, you go down the list, some interesting. Bobby Roode was number nine. Uh, Neville was number 11. I mean, it had a belt, right? Sure. Yeah, not Naito, who just won the G1. It didn't count for it, but Naito is number 12. Okay. Um yeah, some just some really interesting names in here, and then you, you go off the reservation a little bit here because she at twenty, Will Osprey at twenty one, um, b- 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 Marty Scroll at thirty one, Finn Balor obviously with the injury took a big drop down from three last year to twenty eight. Pete Dunne is might be the biggest riser, was three ninety six last year, twenty nine this year, which kind of just says 
the, you know, the kind of the change, correct, again, the changing landscape yes. of yeah, I hear of you. wrestling, and I hear you. you know, it's cool just to kind of go down the list and see, you know, Adam Cole number fourteen, just see really. You know, you have three Japanese wrestlers in the top 12 and another New Japan wrestler in Kenny Omega at number five. Like, it's just cool to see that. No, I hear you. I hear you. Someone right. like Pete Dunne can rise that high that quickly. Yes, and Pete Dunne is amazing. So I'm, I'm good with that because Pete Dunne, holy shit, is incredible. Just absolutely incredible. All right, very good. I think that'll about do it. Cool. Have you nerded enough? Yeah, Is there any sure. more nerding you need to do? I mean, I could have nerd more about the G1 since I never got to two weeks ago, but I'll, I'll, I'll no, save, save it. it. Save, save it. Save it. Very good. Other All than right. just saying that it's amazing that just how many storylines they can create out of a single tournament and WWE just fails every yeah, time they try very, to do it. It's very infuriating, isn't it? It's very infuriating. All right, uh, let's get some plugs in. You are on Twitter. At the AO store. We're on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. And of course, the email. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Uh, got that Renee Michelle article up, so go check that out. Very good. That's at Baltimore Sun, of course. Indeed. You Baltimore should probably you know, tell people that. No, go, just... well, I want them to check both, so. Just in case. Yeah, you yeah. Know. All right. Uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. And actually, this week, I did a little wrestling writing because I wrote about our interview with uh, Ron Simmons for uh, PressBoxOnline.com. So check Since... that, and then go back and listen to the interview well, uh, last week. Well, it's attached. To the stories that so people do can, both. Yeah, correct. Yes. Correct. That's the idea. The idea is that we can get a little bit of run out of that. That's the idea. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Again, thanks to AJ for checking in earlier. Thanks, Kevin Eck, for coming and hanging out with us for a segment. Um, we'll see you next week. Is there anything? That's it. That's it. Very good. See you. Bye. I'm for uh, Aaron and for uh, the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jumping out!